I've been doing a lot of manual labor today, so I'm going to sit back and you talk. Have about you it. now? Have you now? You 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 mowed yes. one eighth of your garden. Your yeah, the battery died. I, I did not get to mow as much of the lawn <laughs> as I had planned on, but I did a lot of other stuff first. So, two board apes talking NFTs, DeFi, and some random stuff. <laughs> two board apes talking NFTs, DeFi, and some random stuff. <laughs> Welcome to the newest episode of Two Board Apes. I'm Jamie. I'm here with Roy. I said newest episode because we're having a disagreement as to which number it is. My webcam is not aimed at me properly. This is a good start to the podcast. Roy, how are you? Episode 58. I think it's 58. I'm well. How are you, Jamie? Didn't we record 58 earlier today? Well, so I get, yeah, for people listening, we recorded. This is our third recording today. We recorded two Twitter Q&A episodes. This has never happened before. This is correct. Uh, but Jamie is going to be traveling, I think, for the next two weeks. And so we just needed to bank a couple of episodes just in case we don't get a chance to record while he's away. And uh, that's what we did. And, and you know, because this one's going to come out first and recording it last, we had to start those off by saying it's episode 59, 57. Maybe this isn't 58. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, not, I'm not as confident as you. Anyway, we, do 60. we don't need we to did- talk too long. We don't, we don't need to talk too long about what the number is. We should just hop into what the stuff we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, this is this is an NFT podcast. That's what I we, think. We talk about NFTs and yeah. random stuff and occasionally DeFi. Yeah. News of the week, news of the week. <laughs> news of the week. <laughs> it's a lot less uh, something when I do it by myself and you're not joining me in the, uh, the little jingle thing. But um, The biggest thing to me is the Reddit NFTs. I oh, think. yeah. There's been a That's lot a of... Stuff that has happened lately, but the but the Reddit stuff is the biggest. And you want to give an overview of what it is, or or what? I can give an overview. I can give an overview. So, Reddit, I think most people are familiar, is a giant online community type message board platform where basically anyone has had the ability to create their own community called subreddits, and they've been around for about I don't know 15, 20 years. You know, they they date back to like the fairly early stages of the like the Web two area or era of the internet uh, and they basically came out with NFTs and importantly they're not calling them NFTs they're calling them digital collectibles or digital avatars and it was about I think two to three months ago they launched uh, their, their first sort of round they sort of collaborated I think with 30 maybe four, th- somewhere between 30 and 40 artists and had them create like their avatars or their skins for these Reddit avatars uh, and they sold them via credit card. So like they made the onboarding process incredibly easy for people to buy. They were like, well, you can just sign up with a password. You don't need a seed phrase and all that kind of stuff. Um, we don't even use crypto terminology, no blockchain, no um, NFT. It's just, hey, if you want to buy a, a Reddit avatar, it's $9.99, pay with your credit card. And I think they launched with like fairly mixed results. There was a little bit of buzz about it when it first came out and then it sort of like quietened down and most of us like in the rest of the NFT space didn't really think much of it. But then more recently, I think because they, I think maybe they airdropped like literally millions of these avatars to people. So like uh, the big news headline was there are now more people on Reddit with an Ethereum slash Polygon wallet than OpenSea because there were like 3 million people that had created a account on Reddit that right. effectively lets them have a, a Polygon wallet. And that started getting all this buzz and hype. And I think a few weeks ago, we had like the second round of Reddit artists create their you know, NFTs or their uh, digital avatars and they started being sold for fiat. So, so let me just yeah. pause you for a second. Mm-hmm. Reddit has a mascot, right? I think maybe his name is Snoo. I don't know if I made that up completely, though. That sounds right. And, and all these digital avatars. I feel like I made it up more than it's right, but who knows? <laughs> um, but the, the avatars that they made are basically all just riffs on this, you know, different outfits and, and styles of, of that character. Yeah, yeah. I'm now trying to Google and see what name it is. I, I can't find this anywhere. Um, but yeah, so these, yeah, uh, it does look like it's Snoo. The Reddit alien is named Snoo. Okay. Uh, Nailed it. And then basically, like uh, th- these were starting to sell and trend on OpenSea because they're Polygon NFTs and OpenSea supports Polygon. And some of them were selling for like, you know, 
0.5 ETH. And then the like the most expensive ones are going for 6 and 10 and 13 ETH. And I think maybe the, the highest sale is somewhere around the 20 ETH mark. And, and these were all bought for like maybe $100. Or at, like 150 might have been the most expensive one. And then the cheapest might have been like 9.99. And maybe even some of the rare and ones. They have various edition sizes. Yeah. There's a ton of these right. NFTs. Like maybe hundreds of thousands, certainly tens of thousands. Three million wallets, right? Three million wallets. Like, I mean, uh, yeah. There is a uh, a lot of the paid ones as well, like the the ones that are sort of non. I think the 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 three million wallets ones that were airdropped for free, are like in one category, and then there's this whole other category of where they had in, like artists come in and create their own skin or something like that. But yeah, it's been all the all the buzz this week. Yeah, it's, I mean, they Reddit Reddit's huge. Mm-hmm. It's not only a huge community, but it's also interestingly, you know, it's a community of communities. Um, mm-hmm. So in that sense, you can kind of have this overarching collection, but then also all these different subreddits could sort of have variants and whatnot that they gravitate towards and stuff. Yeah. It's it's massive. It's it's a we, we, we talk a lot about like on like mainstream adoption, what does that look like? How to how do big brands come in? How do we onboard more people? And and this is like a perfect example of like Trojan horsing people into at least digital collectibles and avatars and PFPs. Not ma- maybe not NFTs as a whole. And we got into this on the Twitter Q&A episode, which you're going to listen to in a week or two. But generally speaking, um, a lot of people are talking about how it's great that they're calling these digital collectibles and avatars. But you were saying how it's it's good, but it doesn't that, that they're missing the point when it comes to NFTs encompassing so much more than just this one area. Yeah. Have you seen like the... So there's now a subreddit called Avatar Trading that's mm-hmm. basically all about you know buy, the buying and selling of these specific things. Have you looked at any of sort of the funny posts that people are posting, sort of mocking I've seen a people? For ba- they're, they're they're basically the theme of what's happening is people are basically describing to NFT people why <laughs> their <laughs> NFTs are something valuable instead of useless JPEGs, yeah. using the exact same arguments that we made before, but that they're not realizing that it's the exact same thing, yeah. and it, it is all humorous. Not sure how many of them are. are are intentionally being funny and not serious, mm-hmm. but it definitely seems like some of these people are totally serious. And, and yeah. basically, you know, what a lot of it boils down to is that um, they spend their time on Reddit. So what what they're represented as on Reddit means a lot to them. Mm. And, you know, the rest of us, theoretically, that were already around, spend our time on Twitter and so care about how we're represented on Twitter. It is sort of the part of the big overarching thing I saw. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I saw there was another thing. I think Franklin, the their limited the, edition. <laughs> uh, Franklin, who has like sixty apes, he went over there and posted his like slide shot gif of his sixty eights, and I think he got like banned with like his yeah. account. His post got he deleted. Got banned and was banned before the like the slide shot is like a minute fifty or whatever, and his post got taken down before a minute fifty had even been up. And uh, yeah, yeah, he did get unbanned. I saw that, but it's still mm. funny. It's funny. There's also a lot of a lot of people on t- NFT Twitter like trying to um, resist the urge to buy into these late, you know. And it's so funny. There's like a lot of sort of joking and not joking talk about how you know the masses that get onboarded to NFTs were meant to be our exit liquidity, but now all these people are yeah. getting tempted into being the redditors' <laughs> exit liquidity by buying them at the top or whatever. I thought yeah. that was funny. Uh, I re- yeah, the whole the meme that. Uh- yeah, we are the exit liquidity for the. It's just, it's funny. And then I think yeah. there was the day after, like, there was a, a particular day this week where, like, I think attention peaked, and and that's when everyone was talking about it and was buying these. I think the day after that, there were like the, a bunch of posts in that subreddit about people going, "Ha we got them, <laughs> we got the Twitter guys to buy yeah. our NFTs and buy our bags." Um, <laughs> yeah, it's also in a more serious note. It does kind of harken to something we've talked about before: is how there's sort of a lot of wishful thinking from people in existing mm-hmm. projects that in the future, as more people get onboarded, the NFTs that they will care about is these ones that they own because they existed beforehand, which um, I feel like we've tried to caution people into thinking that's it's not so clear that that'll be the case, mm-hmm. at least not with the majority of the collections. Um, they're more likely to be really uh, connected to whatever NFT project it is that actually onboards them, right? That's, that's kind of what, yeah. what gets you into it. And that's what you identify with in so many ways. Um, you know, and there, and there'll be some communities that they look around at probably and say, oh, that's a nice one. 
that's an aspirational one for me. You know, I can relate to that one to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but by and large, it's like, you know, they're not going to go, ooh, let me sell my top tier red NFT for your floor Roboto or whatever, like a lot of right. these people are hoping. Yeah, 100%. It is good though. Like we're seeing a lot of, I'm, I'm seeing a lot Definitely. of- Definitely. Yeah, like while they so, may not be coming over and but, buying our bags, I'm seeing people who are like, Oh, hey guys, I'm new on Twitter. I, I sort of been, I've never used Twitter much. I've sort of chosen to use Reddit, but now I hear that this is the place to be if you want to hear about, learn about NFTs. And I'm pretty curious, you know, hi. And, and like, I probably saw a dozen, two dozen of those posts. And that's just like on my timeline in the course of a day or two. Uh, it seems like there's, yeah. curiosity has been peaked. And now people are starting to be like, all right, let's, let's see what this whole NFT thing's about. So, what, another thing I wanted to say is that, Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian. Mm. He's just, he's been a very big person in NFTs for about a year now, right? Started getting quite involved last year, as far as I uh, mm-hmm. know. I don't actually know to what degree, if any, he's still related to Reddit. Um, I think he left about two years ago. Mentioning, you know, but yeah. So okay. He, he left, Maybe but, I mean, he's obviously, like on the board of directors or something, but he's no yeah. longer CEO. Obviously like had that. a massive impact um, in the direction that Reddit took. Yeah. You would think, oh, Definitely then, yeah, but I, mm. I'm sort of thinking also somehow it feels like he's involved in this or, mm. you know, the people that are in charge have enough respect for where he's spending his time now to think about it or whatever. Um, cause he seems fully into web three at this point. That's, that's always yeah. what he's talking about. Excuse me. Um, um right, yeah. what else do we have for news? Um, Apple's terrible web three policy. So. Jamie, how do you feel about Apple and the App Store in general? <laughs> um, I, I don't like Apple's App Store policies. I've talked about it before. I think it's, um, you know, they, they use their position in a way that is very, um, like, rent-seeking, where they're just basically collecting much more than they're bringing to the to the table, it mm-hmm. seems to me. Um, and it's it's sort of bad for innovation, and it's bad for certainly small, but also big app creators. And um, there's a lot to it. You know, if you look at like the, the epic legal battle is sort of mm. a big um, large scale case of it where they're really dissecting what it is about Apple's app store policies that I don't particularly care for. And lots of people don't. Mm. Um, so I don't, I don't really need to go all that much into it. But if you, if you're interested in the concept of it, you can read, you know, stuff relating to that court case or, you know, very strategic posts and Matthew Ball policy or posts will we'll sort of talk about that kind of thing. Um, but so anyway, they for a while now have basically had a policy that you couldn't really do anything NFT related whatsoever, mm-hmm. basically within apps and they updated it. So now you basically can, but only as long as you're paying the Apple tax and the NFT doesn't provide you with any actual utility itself that exists outside of the walled garden of the of the Apple App Store policy. You can't have it unlock anything within the app and all that kind of thing. No, I think you can. Is that about only, right? Yeah, I mean, that's about right. But uh, you can have it be like token-gated content and stuff within the app, but only if it was bought if it's per- on the app, right. which means that they have to take their 30%. So you can't have like... Yeah, which is enormous, crazy. right? Because yeah. we're talking about all, like OpenSea <laughs> and stuff like that. It was at five or something. And then the competition brought it down to two and a half. I think it's been two and a half forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So two and a half is like where we started with open three market, open, uh, sorry, web three marketplaces and, and Apple's at 30, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's bad because, you know, another specific example that you can get into about how it's so crazy is that Roblox, I don't know how much you know about it, but it's basically a, um, game, so to speak, but it's also, um, one where you can make mini games within it. And that's the main thing. And it's got a whole little bit of a, um, what's the thing like an eco economy? It's got an economy and a rate. They have these Roblox and people can pay a little bit of money to, to get access to these mm. new games and experiences that other people create. But because it's all happening like within this app, right? Roblox, the company is already having to pay a 30% tax to Apple before they even get to, to break up the money between them and the people within the app that are creating it. So it's like Roblox. And the people actually creating these games are both getting less of a percentage of it than Apple for just, for just being, 
for the fact that it's happening on an iPhone. Mm. And it's like, you know, people will say, well, then you got to do it on another thing in competition and blah, blah, blah. But it's like the same thing doesn't apply to whoever's providing the electricity to play these games mm. or to sell your data. It's like Verizon's not getting a 30% cut. The electric company's not getting a 30 Like, wh- why is Apple's position that special? Mm. Um, and, and there's sort of various answers to that. And and some people find them satisfying and some don't. But that's, yeah. that's sort of the skinny of, of what's been happening and what has happened. Yeah, it's... It sort of like flies in the face of everything Web3. And it it sucks because basically up until now, Web3 NFTs have been very sort of desktop native. Like a lot of websites and things are just not really usable or not well, easily usable on like a mobile experience. And this sort of just makes that even less likely to sort of be a thing that changes in the short to medium term because there's very little incentive. There's basically no desire for any... Web3 builder to be like, oh, okay, we're going to create an app and give Apple 30%. It's just like, no, we'll just not do that. Yeah. It, it is a bummer too, because, you know, that's, that's sort of the <clears throat> argument that it's sort of vaguely monopolistic because of the fact that, and in, in, in a truer sense, there's a more of a duopoly going on mm. with the smartphone thing because Google controls the other half of it. But, mm-hmm. um, because Apple controls the whole stack from the hardware down to the software, if you're within that ecosystem, it, it's it's just monopoly control all the way from the top to the bottom. And just as a simple, for instance, basically, they'll have things in the app, uh, I'm sorry, in the phone, hardware capabilities, and they'll just allow the the phone to have access to those capabilities in their homegrown apps. So that way mm. you can have extra stuff. But the app developers in the ecosystem cannot use, near field communication is the one specifically that I know of, and so Apple can make their Apple wallet with it, but in a literally, clearly non-competitive uh, way, you, they can't have competitors doing it because the, if you're an app store, uh, mm. an app rather maker, they just do not allow you to use your phone's near field communication. Reader. Yeah. So that, that kind of thing to me is very unfair and, and yeah. stuff that theoretically, you know, um, legislators and, and the judicial branch of the government can look at and go, that's, that's actually not fair. Um, but, you know, it's sort of, this is another thing where like when the government strikes back against crypto or whatever, like it's called Web3 for a reason, right? In theory, we're sort of, sort of trying to replace Web2. Mm. Web2 is going to fight back. I'm not just going to, you know, <laughs> have, we have yeah. trillions of dollars of value in our businesses. We're not just going to give up without a fight. Um, mm. So, so none of it should be surprising to people. Um, it's vaguely disappointing just because it's, you know, bad in so many ways but um it's also so expected that if if you're really let down by it you're it feels like you're very naive to have Mm. thought that they would do differently yeah this sort of takes us i mean do you have anything else to say about this otherwise we'll jump to the next topic um not really I i feel like i got out my main points so this brings us to like this marketplace aggregator war that we've started seeing over the last week I don't know if war is the right word, but just there's been a lot of interesting stuff. Obviously, Blur launched last week and we covered that, I believe, last week on the podcast. Uh, And then over the course of the last few days, uh, basically X2Y2, which is another marketplace, came out and basically publicly said to Blur, you can't use our API keys to facilitate listing of our NFTs on your marketplace, which was an interesting move. Uh, And I think that they got a lot of negative response to that. Uh, and then today, looks rare announced they go into zero percent creative royalties um, with a twist by giving twenty five percent of the, the platform fee back to the the creators and the found, like the the project, contract owners. Uh, things are sort of just yeah heating up in this space, and I find it so the the X two Y two thing is interesting because their rationale for not giving Blur API access is. They were ha- they're happy to give API access to other marketplaces and other aggregators, but not a platform that's both because they, Jamie just knocked over his microphone. Um, not a platform that's both for whatever reason that they have that, I mean, they like think it's, they're going to create a monopoly, which I mean, they're giving it to Gem and OpenSea and, and that's the same company. So it's, it's kind of an interesting place to draw a line in the sand. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about all this? Um, I think for a while, like probably around when Looks Rare came out. So I just want to 
also when you were describing that, the way you specifically phrased X2Y2 making their communications, it, it almost sounded like you were saying that X2Y2 as a marketplace came out. And then this is the thing that they said, but oh, right, X2Y2 right. has been around from before Blur. Um, I just want to clear that up for anybody listening. Many, many months. But once Looks Rare came out, basically, I think that we both talked on this podcast about how it only makes sense that the fact that these are digital goods and the digital goods are being transferred on a blockchain that the websites do not have to pay for, that it's just going to, we're going to see the, the, um, the fee trend down towards mm. zero because yeah. that, that's just the natural way of, you know, um, moving around bits on the internet. It, the cost is so little that you, you kind of scale up and then prices go down in a, in mm-hmm. a perfect world. Um, and so it, this is kind of just some of maybe the early stages that we're seeing of that where the marketplaces are going, okay, well, let's look at our costs on these transactions that we're putting to people. Okay, we have our fees and we have the creator fees, right? Let's get rid of the creator fees first. <laughs> Obviously, the marketplaces are more interested in their own fees than the creator fees. Um, and so, you know, creators are not thrilled about that. Traders are thrilled about it and so on and so forth. And these are just kind of the, the heating up battles of the various marketplaces mm. attempts at it. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole uh, Solana side to this story as well that's sort of been happening in parallel. And I think that they're, they've been like a month ahead of the Ethereum space, which was, so I was on a Twitter space like a couple of months ago talking to someone, it was actually Frank, uh, who's behind D-Gods and Utes. And, and he was talking about how, because this was just around the time that uh, PseudoSwap came out and like sitting on royalties. And then he was like, this is like deja vu. We did this whole thing like a month ago over in Solana because they have Magic Eden, which is like the massive marketplace, kind of like OpenSea. And then this other marketplace called Yaw came out and they were just like not honoring royalties at all. And over time, more and more people started using that. And effectively, I think a couple of weeks ago, Magic Eden then announced, all right, we're just going to 0% royalties. Um, and so like they've had this similar thing and I think we're seeing it play out on Ethereum now where, yeah, it's it's... It sucks. It's tricky. I think, you know, we spoke about again in the Twitter Q&A that you'll hear about in a week or two. It was like, if it was possible to enforce royalties on chain, that would be amazing. That would solve all these problems, but it's not. So now we're, we're like, everyone's trying to figure out, well, okay, what is the, the least worst option for everyone? Uh, taking in, consider- in consideration that not all like NFT types are created equal, not all collectors are created equal, not all investors have the same incentives in mind, et cetera, et cetera. The, crea- the creators and the buyers and the marketplaces sort of all have different incentives. And so it's mm. not, it's not, this is, the, this is the nature of, you know, multi-person societies, right? Is that there's competing <laughs> interests. So you can't all just always come to a conclusion. So there's, there's compromises and there's winners and there's losers and mm-hmm. there's, you know, things that are morally right and morally wrong and blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, that, that's the nature of these things. Um, it's, it is a yeah. bummer, I feel like, in a lot of ways, because, again, when I feel like I got excited about NFTs and talked to people about what was good about NFTs, the creator royalties is something that I really believed in as a part of that and was a good selling point that made people interested in it and say, oh, that's different and better than what has come before. Mm. Um, and so to see how quickly that is being sort of targeted as a thing to, you know, better line the pockets of the other participants in the marketplace. Mm. Um, the ones who in so many ways are not creating the value of these things. You know, the, the marketplaces are doing something, but really the traders are not doing much. They're, they're just no. trying to, they're just trying to increase their margin on an activity that nobody necessarily asked them to do in the first place and, mm-hmm. and are, you know, in so many cases trading art like commodities and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, again, it's, it's very rational in their own financial interest for them to want these things. Um, and, and then sort of the nature of the crypto space in general means the marketplaces will pop up, right? If the people don't want to pay the things, again, because it's not enforceable on chain, mm-hmm. they, they largely won't. Um, yeah. one, one of the first blows, I will say, to this whole um, thing was, you know, on OpenSea for a long time, you could do private transfers mm. right on their platform and that would get you around the fees. And eventually they said, we're not actually going to allow that anymore. Um, and, you know, so that was kind of one of the first, uh, mm. 
blows basically to people's idea that all these um, royalties, you know, were going to be enforced. What was the OpenSea allowing it? And then OpenSea not allowing it was sort of the idea that um, the people would be able to get around it, right? So there's like the competing right. interests. And that was sort of the first blow in each direction. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been sort of, uh, I, I call it like the dirty little secret of the space for a long time where, I mean, many of us, myself included, for a very long time, were like, oh, of course they're enforceable in smart contracts. That's the whole point of smart contracts. They're meant to, you know, allow for stuff like this forever. And then you realize, oh, oh, okay, that, that's, it just doesn't work that way. Technically, it just can't work that way. And it's like, huh, okay, well, that sucks. Uh, because like, it's been used as one of the greatest selling points to sort of encourage, incentivize, and get people to create in this space the idea of perpetual royalties. And now it's sort of that right. uh, thing is eroding uh, somewhat. Like it's still... Yes. Yeah. TBD. Yeah, so there, there's sort of an attempt from people in the space that are sort of creator-minded to have it be socially enforced, right? Mm. Because it can't be enforced on-chain. It has to be sort of enforced just by um, the nature of what the community finds acceptable and not acceptable. And so, mm-hmm. again, we're having the people that think it's acceptable and not acceptable battling back and giving their arguments and and kind of acting in their own best interests. Um, but it, it is funny when you see basically the marketplaces act like, okay, creator royalties are optional, but obviously our marketplace fees, that is, that's not optional. You always have to pay that. Yeah. Um, when you're when you're transacting here, that that is a funny little step in the in the march down to zero percent fees. Um, but again, it's just yeah. showing you know almost everybody acting in their own interest, which is which is the nature. It is the nature of things. I think that's it. News of the week. Some say that's why you know no form of government really works, right? I mean, they all work sort of, but they all don't work sort of because you you can design whatever clever system you want, but the people in charge in any system uh, are, are self-interested, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you have a very centralized system, you have a very decentralized system, you have individual choice, you have, you know, the good of the needs outweigh the good of the few. But if the people making the decisions and deciding who's the many, who's the few, how do we divvy it up, all, all this good stuff, care more about themselves <laughs> than actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. It doesn't fucking matter how cleverly designed yeah. the system is. That's why communism doesn't work. Right, kind of. Yeah, right. It's why that's what why none of them work ultimately. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because there's fucking humans in charge of decision making <laughs> instead of something oh, wow. that's both moral and intelligent. We we have AI to substitute humans us. in for that. We have AI. Yeah, that's not going to work either. They don't give a shit about us. So that's the problem <laughs> with them. Um, okay, this <sighs> has been news of the week. This news has been of news the of the week. week. News of the week. Art blocks. This is art blocks. Um, people are buying art blocks again. That's the that's sort of the main thing, right? Season season eight ended. Mm-hmm. Season eight of curated, which was the last curated project or group of projects that would have the seasonal designation. So that's done with. Art mm-hmm. blocks curated is going to continue, but there will never be um, that seasonal designation again. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and and we've just seen sort of a fairly significant bull run over the last week, maybe also week and a bit. Uh, I think it sort of it, it began because I think there are two catalysts. One is the end of two main catalysts. I'm sure there are more. One is the end of the season eight designation. The other was um, Seed Phrase, the person who sold the hoodie uh, ape punk, which is yeah, it's, it's a mouthful of words. Uh, but the CryptoPunk with, with the hoodie trade and the ape trade uh, for like 3,100 ETH went and spent like a thousand, spent like a thousand to 1,500 ETH on various things. And a large amount of that was art blocks. And uh, then other people started jumping in. And I think people are trying to complete their curated sets and, and prices are just going up a lot across the board. Yeah. And, and it's also um, the price of F in US dollar terms has been going up lately. And yeah. um, that's just a thing that, you know, w- when we have the Q&A episodes, we so frequently get questions about what we think the correlation between F prices and NFT prices is. And the conventional wisdom amongst a lot of people is that when F prices go up in US dollar terms, NFT prices will go down in F terms. 
um, and vice versa. But mm-hmm. as we've said, we've seen we've seen all of the combinations of that. Yeah. Um, and this is a particular instance where we have F prices going up and F- NFT prices going up in F terms. So sort of a double yeah. jump um, in U.S. dollar terms. Yeah, it's just great for those of us with uplocks and those that have been sort of buying the dip, I guess, or yeah, <laughs> collecting. I probably acquired maybe, I don't know, 25 art box pieces or something so far in the year. And then as this has happened, I've now sold two or maybe three. I think the algorithm will be number three when it sells. Mm. It's, it's listed, I think, at the four right now. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, that was sort of surprising the first time one sold because I, I hadn't been used to having any of my yeah. NFTs sell, except, except for the ones that I was really trying to get rid of to harvest the losses that I had no longer mm. believed in. Um, and now stuff that I actually like, art blocks, a couple of them are selling for the prices that I've had them listed for. Yeah. I had I had a subscape sell last week and I was kind of bummed because I, I forgot that I had it listed. I, I listed it on That'll Archipelago happen. and OpenSea. And then uh, this was like a while back when I was sort of looking for liquidity and I listed a whole bunch of stuff and then I no longer needed liquidity. So I went ahead and canceled the, I think it was the Archipelago listing. And I think I'd forgotten that I'd also listed on OpenSea and then... Someone came along and it just it 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 was when I listed it it was like fifty percent above floor and then you know the floor caught yeah. up and it sold and I was like oh damn kind of bummed about that sort of there's unlisted. just so many classic NFT stories in that little yeah. story you know <laughs> the double marketplace the only canceled one the listed it safely above floor and, and didn't then notice that it up. caught up all uh, it's all so familiar <laughs> I know I know all of those yeah. beats yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's been pretty. Let's talk about our blocks in a, outside of the market of it, though. We, mm. we got a new curated coming up. We got the bracelets coming up. There's a new website. What to talk about all of this stuff, right? Yeah, I've been I mean, doing been a lot, lot of manual sh- labor today, so I'm going to sit back and you talk. Have about you now? Have you now? You you you, you mowed yes. one eighth of your garden. Your yard. <laughs> yeah, the battery died. I I did not get to mow as much of the lawn <laughs> as I had planned on, but I did a lot of other stuff first. So what anyway, other manual? Oh, okay, we're, we're going to get into this. Uh, <laughs> Artblox has been going through uh, a big, I guess, change shift. They're calling it Artblox 2.0, where they're making some big changes, and and part of that was the ending of season eight. Another thing was changing factory and curated into one section called Artblocks Presents. Um, and part of it is a new website, which launched, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, or very, very recently, maybe even within the last 24 hours. And it is, I really like it a lot more than the old one. I think it's easier to browse and find collections and just see just, yeah, it's just that the usability of it is improved in my opinion. Um, uh, it's nothing drastic or crazy or like mind blowing. It's just to me a nicer experience, and I like, yeah, like it's, it for it's, that. There's some similarity for sure to the old one. You're not going to go and go, "Whoa, where is everything?" Mm. Uh, it's it's pretty similar, but it, it it's simplified in a lot of ways. I think. Yeah. Uh, and then the information used to be a little bit more spread across the screen, if that makes sense, and the and the menus and stuff, and it's a little bit more streamlined now. Those are. Yeah. Easier to find, I would say. More intuitive. Anyway, uh, and then sort of in the last few hours, they they made an announcement about, uh, I think Snowfro made the announcement about Artblocks Friendship Bracelets, which I actually I only skimmed the announcement because I was running into a Twitter space and then jumped into the this. Words. But, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us what it is then? Um, well, basically it's an airdrop to... Every single wallet that owns an Artblox piece, and as of the snapshot, I can't remember if the snapshot's feature a couple days ago. Yeah, a couple days ago, that's smart, so that people don't damn it. Um, and they're basically going to send two of these to every person. It's um, I, I now I can't tell. It didn't seem to me clear that they definitely have a physical version of all of these, but it seemed like it was kind of inevitable. But technically, it, they didn't say anything about that. But anyway. Um, the idea is they're going to give two of these friendship bracelet NFTs to everybody that has a thing. And they basically want, theoretically, for people to take one of them and give it to a friend. And I think ultimately the idea of it is to um, try and, you know, bridge a little bit of the gap between the physical and the, and the, and the digital, but also to expand the size of the community. Yeah. And this is a lot of bracelets. Like I think every yeah. single wallet that owned your 
the only requisite was you had one art blocks piece. And so I think I briefly was skimming block talk and someone said uh, the number 70,000. So I don't know if that's 70,000 bracelets or there's 70,000 wallets. 100. I, I would imagine 70,000 bracelets. There's probably 35,000 wallets that own an art blocks piece, which is, is a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it's not, it's probably, it's unlikely to be like, this is not some airdrop worth a ton of value or ETH. It's just a nice, pleasant, fun, um, cool, interesting thing that they're doing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I, I think it's going to be cool and, uh, just a nice, nice little perk. Yeah. So I just pulled up art blocks, um, contract. on Dude, and it looks like, mm. it looks like there's 35,127 holders. There we go. So like 70, just over 70,000 of these bracelets. And then I think Snowfro also mentioned that, yeah. um, that in the future, they're probably planning to do like a much larger distribution of this, probably on an L2. Uh, and I mean, you know, if you think two, three, five years out, Artblocks might have hundreds of thousands, millions of, of people interacting with it. Uh, yeah, giving them all friendship bracelets is cool. But I think he was sort of hinting that, you know, these are not necessarily going to be a rare, scarce, yeah. scarce item. Yeah. I don't 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 necessarily think of them as that because our don't plan is to the <laughs> use these to expand the community and we're going to expand the number of these in the future in order to do so. Yeah. Um, but it, I do also want to kind of go back to the physical thing. I feel like when I was reading the update, which just happened like 25 minutes ago, so I should remember it better. But the beginning of it, it feels like he's talking a lot about the physical world, furniture, stuff like that. Kind of mm. actually like we talked about on the Waiting to be Signed podcast recently. Um, and then talks about how he's collaborating with Alexis Andre on this project. Um, but it, but it did seem like he was talking a lot about physical stuff, but then mm. kind of backed off of that when they got into the specifics of what, what the holders are getting. Maybe there'll be some sort of, um, bit like token gated, uh, merch purchase, right? If it's, you know, mm. non expensive $10 bracelets of these things. Yeah. Um, once the airdrop actually happens, that, that would make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Upcoming curated. There's a, there's an announcement again earlier today. There's been a lot of tide predictor in the last couple of days. Yeah, I the uh, first predictor. non-seasonal one, right? It is. Yeah, uh, it's by Lovid, and it says Lovid's first on-chain generative work. Uh, tide predictor builds a bridge from video synthesizer patches to algorithmic code-derived imagery. The curation board was particularly impressed by the way tide predictor is using the expansive field of generative art to explore constraints of analog media and scientific phenomena. Uh, now, I tried to load this just before we were jumping into the recording, um, actually while I was waiting you to wake up, waiting for you to wake up from your almost nap and get here, <laughs> but my, um, my computer was like really lagging, so I'm guessing it's like a fairly intensive um, thing, a piece of art to load, and uh, I don't really know what it looks like other than it's in my like eight seconds of looking at it, it kind of reminded me of uh, Endless Nameless meets Phase um, from the Curator uh-huh. Drop. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's a little bit more like maybe color study is something that it's very similar to. But again, I've seen one. I haven't looked at like the <laughs> staging area. I've just looked at yeah. um, the, the one mint that comes up when you, when you look at the upcoming project. So mm. there's not a ton to go on, but there's definitely a lot of like very um, digital color gradients. But so that's what it reminds me of color study, but there is some level of animation to it, which kind of hints at the endless nameless uh, end of the spectrum that you're talking yeah. about. I've never heard of Lovid, but if you go to Lovid's website, it's very sort of experimental, physical, modern type stuff. Um, so mm. this might be sort of an interesting person who, you know, is straddling that line and, and is somebody that's now getting to work on, on chain, which is sort of interesting to see, you know, legitimate artists that, are already sort of tech forward, but haven't yet embraced this. Um, that's sort of an interesting mm-hmm. and good thing to see. Logical yeah. thing to see too. Yeah, 100%. Anything else in the op blocks, generative op front? Um, yeah, well, we were on the Waiting to be Signed podcast. Mm-hmm. I think the episode is going to be, it was fun. I think the episode is going to be coming out in like a week um, and people should. Check it out, subscribe to the podcast, and then you'll get the episode yeah. whenever it's ready. Yeah. If it's maybe we'll put a link to like the their their general page. Probably our specific episode won't be out, but we'll post a link to their their page or their Twitter or something in the show notes so you can find that. Yep. Um yeah. 
All right. I want to give an update on what's happening at Zen Academy. It's been an exciting time. We launched something. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned it last week or not, but 30 Days of NFTs is an email-based course that we created. Uh, it's designed for anyone to sort of, anyone's interested in learning about NFTs and sort of getting a like a NFT 101 course um, via email, via email, via email, uh, go to 30daysofnfts.com. And it's it's really... Um, for 30 the, with numbers or letters, T-H-I-R-T-Y or three zero? No, numbers, numbers. Yeah, 30daysofnfts.com. And uh, you put your email address in and then just every day for the next 30 days, you'll receive an email that is like a three to five minute read. It's meant to be very fairly quick uh, and digestible and not overwhelming. And like we start with what is an NFT and then what is a blockchain and then what is a wallet and then how to set up a wallet and wallet security and yada, yada, yada. Uh, And yes, Jamie? Jamie has his hand raised. So say I sign up up for this newsletter on like day seven? Do the, is the first one I get one and it just lasts 30 days for me until I catch up? Or do I get just get sent day seven and then I have to somehow find days one through yep. six? No. So I, the, I, the, I don't think the, I asked like this yes or no magical, I thought you did. He's like, you, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think I you, gave two options. Maybe you did. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> no matter when you sign up or when anyone signs up, they immediately get day zero, which is like an instant just welcome to the course message. And then I think a few hours later, you get you kick off day one. And then the okay. next day, day two, day three, it's just all automated on this magical email platform thing that handles it all. Okay, so. That's cool. Yeah, because so you've done like the 12 days of Zenmus before, and that is literally 12 days on a calendar where the thing is happening. But this is just a 30-day course that people can essentially get delivered to their email box whenever they want. At any time. And we're working on, like, we're going to put it all into, like, a PDF format or, like, a website. So just so, uh, you know, for the people that maybe want to jump ahead and they want to wait 30 days or for the people that have taken it and they want to go back and be like, oh, I want to go and see what the piece on world security so they don't have to go yeah. to the email and find day 30 or day 12 or whatever. It's so like, just go to the website. So. Right. So, and also like, so three minutes is a nice digestible thing to get routinely from an email. You know, it's, it's also nice to have it in one place because somebody may want to learn about NFTs for 40 minutes in a row and then they can just go to the website or the PDF and kind of just go through the whole thing rather than have the 30 days, which is also a nice format, but it's, it's good to have both on offer. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely working on that. And actually something cool that's come out is that we've had a lot of people reach out uh, from wh- where the English isn't their first language. And maybe they sort of struggled to watch uh, my YouTube content or listen to even the podcast or somewhere. Whereas when it's in written content, they can sort of consume it at their own pace or use a translator. Um, and then sort of as an extension of that, we've had people sort of say, hey, you know, this is awesome. C- can we translate it into our own language? Um, and we're probably going to be doing that, but like we want to make sure that... So there's a bunch of stuff that we need to just fix. But then Jamie's smoking. Why are you smoking? I'm just, I'm curious how your German is coming along now that we're talking <laughs> about other languages. Yeah, that's we don't talk about that. I'm not. I don't okay. Know. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other story. But anyway, we'll, we will eventually be translating into a whole bunch of languages, which is very cool and exciting. Um, and the other Zen Academy update I want to make is uh, kind of an update of an update, but like on November 1st, uh, so I think that's Tuesday next week, I'm going to be holding a, a town hall where I'm basically going to just share the plans for the next six months. I'm going to touch on the PFP project. Um, we have a new way to onboard a lot of people to Zen Academy with like a free NFT tier effectively uh, and some 333 club updates and just like the whole future plan and, and all that kind of stuff. So very excited for that and kicking off like the, the next phases of Zen Academy. Now Jamie's smirking again. <laughs> I was working again because I thought the idea of you guys going... Yes, we're going to onboard people. We have this idea for friendship bracelet NFTs. I'm just completely <laughs> copying the hard box idea. It's your next phase. It's just yeah. funny thought that crossed my mind. Yeah. I mean, it's a great idea, but yeah. We, we, have, our own spin <laughs> yeah. On, we have our own spin on that, basically. But no, truly, I think the idea of just getting people to have a wallet, right? Getting them to have an mm. NFT without having to do something. And then you can just 
they have the sense of ownership. They can look at who else is having it and just get, get people a little bit curious about the space um, yeah. in a way that is not just cynically, hey, if you do this, you can, you can flip some and make money, which is so much of what the attempted onboarding looked like last year. And that's just mm. so hard to make that last. Yeah. Get people into these actually cool, good communities. That's, that's a more legitimate thing. Once someone has like one, literally one NFT, it's like, it's an exciting feeling to be like, oh, I own something digitally. And then once you start maybe doing stuff with it, it doesn't have to be much. If you just like verify in a Discord, it's like, hey, I just used it. How did this technology work? It just connected to my, that's cool. And then, uh, yep. yeah. I got access to this Zen Academy free roll because of, because of this thing. There you, you know, go. So just simple yeah. stuff. So that's, that's it on the Zen Academy front. Uh, we should announce Jamie smirking read, again. Read, yeah. <laughs> I want you to read last week's winners of the, <laughs> of the Tez NFT giveaway. We just, we just have Tez addresses in the, in the show notes. Correct. Or there's no way we have that on is, here, right? So congratulations to TZ one MPT S T six I figured we'd just read the last like five digits of each each address. Oh yeah, and then, that's the convention, huh? That's not as funny as like my. I think though. it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we picked last week. We ran a giveaway uh, where we said we'll pick three winners, and then Jamie and I will each send each of these winners a piece of art from our Tezos collection. So we will do that. Um, the three win- uh, winner number one. Tez address ends in N67AT. Winner number two's Tez address ends in ULXDF. And winner number three's uh, Tez address ends in TGFMN. Uh, we'll, we'll post these. Jamie was checking my work. I could see him highlighting in the Google Doc, just like for, waiting for me to slip up and be like, ah, ah, ah. I was just, I was following along and appreciating how good you were doing, right? That's all. I, well, I'll allow it then. Uh, we okay. should do another giveaway. We should play What Am I Thinking? Um, decide we what we want to give away and and then do that. I'll give away an Artblocks NFT. I have a word. Okay. okay. You're going to well, give away an Artblocks NFT, huh? I'm going to give away an Artblocks one. I'll decide which one later on. Um, all right. Maybe we'll explain the game for the new listeners. So we play a game most weeks called What Am I Thinking? where Jamie and I each independently think of a word or a short phrase to begin with. Then we do a countdown, three, two, one. We both say the word or the phrase. And then we kind of repeat that, except the goal then is to try and think of the word that's in between the two two words that we said. And we just keep doing that over and over until we get to a word. And then that word is used as the password for this giveaway. Um, all right. Uh, yes, the goal is for us to say the room. same word. Yeah. All right, I got one. Three, two, one. Maple. Coat hanger. You said colonel? Coat hanger. Okay, coat hanger. I wish your internet <laughs> connection was better at this hotel. Coat hanger and maple. Not a, not a lot of crossover there, but um, we can make something mm. work here. I got something. I think. No. Mm. Uh, I'll just say something, I guess. Okay. Three, two, one, tree. Wood. Tree and wood. Okay. okay, those are very close. They are very close. Almost too close. This happens sometimes mm. too, where the words are practically just circle each other. and wood. Three and I got one. one. Okay, I'll, I got one as well, I guess. Three, mm. two, one, log. Bark. Ooh, Ooh, I thought about bark. Bark was my first instinct. I'm not going to say the other ones. Okay, <laughs> bark and log. Work in a lot. Okay. I got a word, I think. Um, okay. Three, two, one. Branch. Forest. Ooh, branch was my first instinct. Branch and forest. Now we can't say tree because we already said that. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I have, okay. I have a word though, I think. Me too. Three, three, two, one. Wood. Amazon. Wood Whoa. and Amazon. Wood and Amazon. I have another word. I have another word. Three, 
two, one. Lumber. Deforestation. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're really circling the drain right now. Lumber and deforestation. Uh. Oh, shit. <laughs> I hate this when we get this close. Okay. And we've already exhausted like all so many things in this realm. Okay. All right. We're going to keep going. Three, two, one. Commodities. Chicken. Chicken okay. and commodities. <laughs> Three, two, one. Food. Food. Okay. There we go. There we that go. That was funny. You just, gotta, you just need a reset sometimes. You just need a reset. Um, wow, we were so close so early on that one. Yeah. All right. So if you send the word food to some Google form that we're going to have a link to, right? No, we're going to have a... It's not Google form. It'll be pre Right, Ray's going to tell you what happens right now, and I'm going to sit back. Yep. We're going to have a pre link in the show notes. And in order to access pre Jamie's laughing again. <laughs> in order to access it, he's, <laughs> uh, you basically, you'll need a password. And the password is food. And uh, then you sign up and... Uh, and before we record the next time, it actually might be a few weeks because Jamie's away. So this, we might leave this one open for like two or three weeks and we'll select a winner. And then I will send that winner an Artblocks NFT. Um, and in the next week or so, Jamie and I, hopefully in the next few days, we'll send out some Tezos NFTs to the winners. I think of, I'll probably do it today, like right after this, before go. I head out. Well, I'll try to do it this weekend then. And, That's uh, easy enough. Um, Yeah. Cool. So this has been another episode. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, review, Donate tell blood. a friend. Donate yep. blood. Now you've, t- you've taken my thing. I've taken yours <laughs> and you've taken mine. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Two board apes talking NFTs. DeFi and some random stuff. <laughs> Two board apes talking NFTs.